And love, will you open your Bibles with me now to 2 Kings chapter 2? Not far from where we were last week, 2 Kings chapter 2, and we'll be reading verses uh, 1 through 15. It occurs to me before we begin to read the scripture, as we're going to be looking at hoping in heaven and particularly asking for the Holy Spirit to work in our lives along the way, serving the kingdom of heaven on earth. Uh, we're studying Wednesday nights for quite a while. The sixth petition of the Lord's prayer, lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from evil. And it occurs to me to say uh, another aspect of that. Thomas Watson, remember, looking at deliver me from evil. What's explicit is that, but what's implied also is help me to make progress in piety. And I think it's important to remember to ask for the Holy Spirit's work. Ask for more of the Holy Spirit, as Christ tells us. And uh, we'll be seeing a good example of that in the scriptures here. Second Kings chapter 2, verses 1 through 15. Hear now the word of the Lord. And it came to pass when the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. And Elijah said unto Elisha, Tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me to Bethel. And Elisha said unto him, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they went down to Bethel. And the sons of the prophets that were at Bethel came forth to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he said, Yea, I know it. Hold ye your peace. And Elijah said unto Elisha, Tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me to Jericho. And he said, As the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they came to Jericho. And the sons of the prophets that were at Jericho came to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he answered, Yea, I know it. Hold ye your peace. And Elijah said unto him, Tarry, I pray thee here, for the Lord hath sent me to Jordan. And he said, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And they too went on. And fifty men of the sons of the prophets went and stood to view afar off, and they too stood by Jordan. And Elijah took his mantle and wrapped it together and smote the waters, and they were divided hither and thither, so that they too went over on dry ground. And it came to pass, when they were gone over, that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. And he said, thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou see me when I am taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. And it came to pass, as they still went on and talked, that behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire and parted them both asunder and Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven 
And Elisha saw it, and he cried, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And he saw him no more. And he took hold of his own clothes and rent them in two pieces. He took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and went back and stood by the bank of Jordan. And he took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and smote the waters and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he also had smitten the waters, they parted hither and thither. And Elisha went over. And when the sons of the prophets, which were to view at Jericho, saw him, they said, The spirit of Elijah doth rest on Elisha. And they came to meet him and bowed themselves to the ground before him. Last week we saw Elijah send fire down from heaven twice to consume two companies of soldiers sent by King Ahaziah. To prove they should have been going to the true God with their concerns, not false gods and idols of other nations. But just before that, so to speak, he sent fire from heaven to consume the sacrifices of the prophets of Baal with King Ahab, his Haziah's father. And they should have known already to go to the one true God and not the false gods. But now... There's fire in the story, but the direction is different. Now Elijah goes up to heaven in fire, chariots and horses of fire. And notice this, he goes to heaven without going through physical death. He's the only one in scripture besides one other man, Enoch, Genesis 5 verse 24. Enoch was taken. These two men in scripture didn't go through physical death. Certainly they would have to be transformed, uh, made perfectly holy in the same way that we will when Christ returns and we receive our spiritual bodies. But notice these remarkable things. Elijah is the only other one, but he goes up in a a more uh, glorious, profound, described way. And now Elisha, watching him goes up, hopes to have the same ministry. The powerful Holy Spirit witnessing work. And when we recognize something is really good, we ask for a double portion. It's hard not to think of just when we're eating and we really like something. But when something's really great and we're impressed with it, we ask for a double portion. And so this is what Elisha does. Give me a double portion of the spirit of your ministry. Verse 9 And 15. And it came to pass when they were gone over that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. That's the particular thing we're focusing on tonight in this text. Look at what Elisha requests. Give me a double portion of your spirit. Look at verse 15. And when the sons of prophets which were to view at Jericho saw him, they said, The spirit of Elijah doth rest on Elisha. And they came to meet him and bowed themselves to the ground before him. The request was granted for the same powerful working of the Holy Spirit in the ministry of Elisha as it was in Elijah. It was granted. Look at verses 8 and 14 as a sign of that. 
And Elijah took his mantle and wrapped it together and smote the waters, and they were divided hither and thither, so that they too went over on dry ground. Now, look at verse 14. And he took the mantle of Elijah, this is Elisha, that fell from him and smote the waters and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he also had smitten the waters, they parted hither and thither, and Elisha went over, of course, alone and went over. So you see the, the powerful spirit of the Lord uh, working in Elijah's ministry is here with Elisha. There's a concern, I think, one thing you want to see there. Where is the spirit of the Lord? It's kind of like when it's the ministry's passed over from Moses to Joshua. One thing we want to see on a side note is God is faithful. He preserves his church, as he told Elijah earlier. I have 7,000 who haven't bowed the knee to bow. He preserves his leaders of the church. We want to see the Lord always preserves his church. The gates of hell will not prevail against its advance until Christ comes back and consummates his kingdom. That's something encouraging to see. But what I want to focus on tonight is this with verses 9 and 15. A good request of God is for more of the Holy Spirit working in our lives on our way and witnessing toward heaven. I give that to you as the main idea of what we're looking at in these verses tonight. A good request of God is for more of the Holy Spirit working in our lives on our way and witnessing toward heaven. Of course, recognizing there is no ministry without the Holy Spirit. No matter what we say, the right words, and no matter what we do, the right, if the Holy Spirit's not in it, if God's not in it, as Moses says, it's better that we don't go ahead if you're not with us. So we pray for the Holy Spirit and more of the Holy Spirit. But what did their ministry look like? Elijah and now Elisha, please give me a double portion of the spirit of your ministry. And what does it look like? If, if the Lord would grant this request to us, if we would have the desire, the right desire and courage to say, give me a double portion of the ministry of the work of Elijah. As it is appropriately understood in the New Testament. I won't give those disclaimers tonight. But what would it look like in general? It would look like this. No fear of man. And it would look like this. It would be exhausting. It would look like this. Uncompromisingly proclaiming God and the true God and only God. And calling his church back to him and away from the idols of this world. It would look sacrificial. And it would look like this, focused not on earth, but on heaven. And that's what he's asking for, and that's what he gets. Now, I also want to point out another theme here I think is important to notice, heaven. You see the theology of heaven here in the Old Testament. Verse 1, look with me just briefly, we'll touch on this. It came to pass when the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal into heaven. I was sharing with the family. I recall a, a well-meaning uh, man uh, my senior years ago when I was in my 20s at a reformed church, my first reformed church that I got to go to. A great man, a wonderful man. But he was just honestly expressing he knows it's there, but he feels like in the Old Testament there's not a clear understanding of heaven. And I understand why he said that, but I think this is an important verse to go to. Elijah is taken up where? Into heaven. Tuck that away as doctrine of heaven in the Old Testament. Look also at verse 11 with me. 
And it came to pass as they still went on and talked that behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire and parted them both asunder. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. Heaven is a place, a real place. And in this case, Elijah goes not only in spirit, but in body, just like Enoch and just like Jesus. Though Jesus first died to save us, to bring us into heaven, body and soul, ultimately the new heavens and new earth. Uh, Jesus took on our humanity. His body was raised. And I think you can see an encouragement here to look at with 1 Corinthians 15. The resurrection of the body is real and true into heaven. But particularly this shows that God is the only true God and he has a few true prophets and the way to God in heaven is Jesus, the final prophet, Deuteronomy 18, 18. And they're all pointing ahead to the final prophet that Moses speaks of and, and uh, Stephen refers to in his sermon in Acts chapter 7, Jesus, the final prophet. But the focus, the direction, the trajectory is heaven, you see. Judgments come down in fire from heaven to prove God is the true God. But then this prophet goes back up to heaven, or I should say for the first time, without dying, brought up into heaven in this remarkable, unusual situation to show the way to the true God and eternal life in heaven is through his final prophet, Jesus Christ. And your concern should be about the true God and eternal life in heaven. It's where all of the Bible is taking us. But where do we see Elijah next? The Mount of Transfiguration. With Moses, who's there, not with his body, talking with Jesus from heaven. But imagine Elijah's talking in his body. And where do we see the spirit of Elijah next, considering that concern to have to be a true prophet against all, it's usually going to be the majority are the false prophets telling you what you want to hear, your itching ears want to hear, telling you everything is great about your sin and how you're compromising with the world. The few prophets like Elijah and Elisha, where do we see the spirit of Elijah, the last Old Testament prophet, John the Baptist? Luke 12, 17, Matthew eleven fourteen. he's wearing the same camel's hair. He's dressed the same way as Ahaziah knew. What does that prophet look like you're telling me about? Ah, uh, it's Elijah, because the way he was dressed. And so we know John the Baptist is wearing the attire. He's, he's wearing the uniform of the Old Testament prophet, and he's coming in the spirit of Elijah. Luke 12, verse 17, Matthew eleven fourteen. Prepare ye the way of the Lord as prophesied in the Old Testament. Prepare the way for Jesus, the final prophet, to give his people heaven, who has come from heaven to bring us back to heaven. And we see at the end of the Gospels, and we see at the beginning of Acts, he is lifted up into heaven, but he goes back to where he came. And consider he talks in body, not just in spirit, with Elijah there and Enoch in their bodies. Tremendous, remarkable to consider. 
For some, God puts the spirit of wisdom to build his tabernacle. We see that in Exodus 28, 3, 31, 3, 35, 31. But it was said elsewhere, even of the ladies, sometimes they had this wisdom, the spirit of wisdom to do, build and crafts and do things well. Uh, for some, it's like those to lead God's people, this spirit of the Lord, like Joshua, Deuteronomy 34, verse 9. And Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom. For Moses had laid his hands upon him, and the children of Israel hearkened unto him, and did as the Lord commanded Moses. We want to pray that our elders and officers, future officers, when they are have hands put on them, receive the spirit of Elijah to have that kind of wisdom and discernment to govern and lead the church against many false prophets and those dressed in sheep's clothing. Moses had heard. Uh, excuse me. Moses had a heart. That everyone would have the heart of Elisha. In Numbers eleven twenty nine, his prayer. Moses said unto him, Envious thou for my sake? Would God that all the Lord's people were prophets. And that the Lord would put his spirit upon them. And when we think about prophets. Uh, my children were asking me recently when we were looking at this. Um, Prophesying, uh, my one of my books in preaching class, uh, William Perkins is called the Art of Prophesying. But, uh, they're not thinking about prophesying in, to, in terms of future telling, but they have the understanding of what it is mostly to prophesy. It is to proclaim, "Thus saith the Lord." It is to proclaim the true God and what the true God has said, and that His word is true, and every man a liar, including many who pretend to be. Preachers of the Lord and only want to give the people what they want to hear and make a nice paycheck off of it. And aren't willing to call upon people to repent and to know and love all of the truth of God. Prophesying is less about predicting in the word and it is more about discerning and proclaiming God and his truth and having that wisdom and discernment to do it. Beloved, my prayer for you is Romans 15, verse 13. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. 2 Corinthians 3 verse 17 says, Now the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. I always love hearing a song on the Christian radio, Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. We pray the Lord would bless us with more of the Holy Spirit. Remember, we're talking about the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. Beloved, I ask that you please pray for me that 1 Corinthians 2 verse 4 would be true. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. 
And I ask that you would also pray 1 Thessalonians 1 verse 5, that this could be said always of the ministry. For our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost. And in much assurance, as you know what manner of men we were among you for your sake. Pray that the ministry in this church behind this pulpit, and not just for me, uh, mindful of those before and those who would come after, that the spirit of Elijah, then passing on to the spirit of Elisha, would be the spirit of John the Baptist, the spirit of Christ, always preaching through the earthen vessel behind this pulpit. And the people would have ears to hear what the Spirit hath to say to them, the church, as is, re as is mentioned, is said by Christ himself in the letters to the churches of Asia in Revelation. Ask for the Holy Spirit to work in you like he did through the apostles in Acts. Fear God and not men. Rejoice to be persecuted for proclaiming the gospel. Recognize many will reject and persecute you, but others will rejoice and repent and be saved. As God granted a similar request to Solomon for wisdom to rule well, God was pleased with that request, remember. I think it's a similar idea. Give me, the, give me the spirit of the Lord. Give me that discerning wisdom and confidence and power to uncompromisingly proclaim the Lord God. God granted that, that request as well. And much more because of it. Pray God gives you wisdom by the Spirit like Daniel. Daniel 4, verses 8 and 9, and chapter 5, verse 11. Who also never compromised with the truth and mightily witnessed to God's redemption in this world and proclaim the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ that would rule all over all nations. In John chapter 4, verse 10, and John 7, 38 and 39, Jesus says he will give you who believe on him the Holy Spirit bubbling up like water, giving life, bearing fruit, reaching the world. Just as in Acts chapter 2, verse 38, then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So in John 20, verse 22, when Jesus had said this, all these things, and is preparing to return to heaven, he breathed on them. And saith unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. And of course, Jesus said, When I go, the Holy Ghost will come and be your counselor and your comforter. We know it's the Holy Ghost that quickens and awakens us to believe on Christ and trust in Him and have His accomplished redemption applied to us. It's the Holy Ghost that wakens us from death. It's the Holy Ghost that moves within us. It's the Holy Ghost that moves within us to grow in grace. And so, don't forget that in Luke 11, verse 13, Jesus says, If ye then, being evil, 
know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? All these things he tells us God will give us. Just ask. He knows what we need before we ask. But in particular, Jesus is telling us, ask for more of the Holy Spirit. Ask for the Lord to work more of the Holy Spirit in our lives. I preached on this text a number of years ago when we went through the larger catechism, the Westminster larger catechism. And when we were going through the section 99 related to how to best understand the Ten Commandments. And the second thing was to recognize that the law is spiritual. And the prophets proclaim the law of God, the word of the Lord. Remember Psalm 19 says the law converts the soul. But we looked at Luke eleven thirteen, and the message was, ask for more of the Holy Spirit. And I almost just made that the message again for today. I think that's the really important thing to apply and recognize from here. Ask for more of the Holy Spirit. Ask for a double portion of the work of the Holy Spirit. And if we're not asking, what does Jesus say elsewhere? What does James say? You don't have because you don't ask. And you don't get because you're not asking for the right thing. But if beloved, you ask for more of the Holy Spirit, the Father will answer this. After all, his will for us is that we would be thankful and also that we would be sanctified. Ask for more of his work and that you do not quench or grieve the Holy Spirit in face of Ahab's and Ahaziah's. And a number of prophets and as you continue to read the story and others that will come after them to try to get them off course and discourage them. Ask for more of the Holy Spirit's fruit. Galatians 5, 22 and 23. Remember when I was first here, our first uh, shepherding visit, we went through these texts. And what fruit of the Spirit would you like us to be praying that the Lord would give you more of? Pray for more of the work of the Holy Spirit that you have the fruits of the Holy Spirit in your life. Do you lack joy? Do you lack patience? Do you lack self-control? Well, ask God to give you more of the Holy Spirit. Ask for a double portion. Ask for him to do a mighty work. That it's as if he's parting the waters in your life and you walk through to a whole new different place of life with your white robe that you whack the world with, so to speak, your own world washed in the blood of the lamb. And ask for more of his, that is the Holy Spirit's bold testimony in your life. It is the Holy Spirit who puts heaven in your heart. It is the Holy Spirit who takes you to heaven. And he gives a powerful heavenly witness to you and the church and the world when you are not weakened by the spirit of the age. And for that to happen, beloved, hope in heaven. Remember, that is the direction. That is where the Lord is bringing you, pilgrims. Know it's real. And it's worth all the sacrifice in this world in it, but not of it. And hope in the Holy Spirit. 
Trust in him and hope and ask for him to do more of his work in you along the way as you serve Christ as citizens of the kingdom of heaven through whom you will receive all things and inherit the earth. But along the road until such time as he should call you home or Jesus comes back. Hope in heaven and hope in the Holy Spirit. That is the message for you this evening as we hone in on some of these things, looking at the example of Elisha. And fear not when the Lord brings others like Elijah and think the ministry will stop or the church can't continue. Look at the question asked regularly. You know, you're losing him today. Yeah, I know. But God doesn't leave him alone. He gives a double portion of the Holy Spirit and he continues the work of the ministry. The word again for you, hope in heaven and in the Holy Spirit. Let us pray. Oh, Lord God, we pray that you work your Holy Spirit in us this evening. We pray for more of your Holy Spirit in each of our lives. Man, woman, boy and girl, young and old, those who are very young, those who are in their golden years and those all in between. We pray, oh, Holy Spirit, that you would bear your fruit in us in new and beautiful ways. We ask, Father, as your son tells us, we ask for more of the Holy Spirit, even rejoicing as we do, that Jesus says you are glad to answer that request. So, Lord, also we request that you would help us to ask it regularly as individuals and families and as your church. Oh, Holy Spirit, work within us righteousness, holiness, discernment, truth, the fruits of the Spirit. And do a powerful work in our lives as the light of the world and salt of the earth. And draw people, we pray, Holy Spirit, here to be converted and worship and serve the Lord Jesus Christ, whose name we pray. And all those filled with the Spirit say, Amen.